to the Spirits Up Business Podcast. I'm oh, just I'm looking at sponsored by your business, but it's got my name there. So maybe we should just go with you. Yeah, I know. The next bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And this episode has been brought to you by my podcast, the Afterlight Podcast. If you are wanting some proof that we are not alone and we do not need to do this by ourselves, then please do check out that podcast. It's full of angels, spirit guides, how to develop your intuition, tips and tricks if you are an empathic. Um, it's got mediumship, paranormal activity, house clearings. It's got everything. It's absolutely amazing. So please do check it out if you are interested in anything spiritual and you want a little bit of additional guidance and perspective to help you live your best life. So Michelle, great to see you. Likewise. I just realized we didn't say our names. Lauren and Michelle, here we are. <laughs> Lauren's on yeah. the accent. <laughs> Depending on where you're yeah, listening I do the world, feel like we screw up every intro. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's somebody true. said to me at the grocery store, she goes, it was a teenager. She goes, do you have an accent? And I said, no, do you? She went, oh, no, I didn't say no. I said, yes, I do. So do you. And she goes, oh, well, I'm not sure about my me, but that's you do. Funny. And we all just, do. That's a funny true. little interaction. Yes, yeah. it's true, depending on yeah. where we are. Yeah. So, so we always like to catch up on um, the theme first, I guess, getting into that. What are we going to be talking about today? So um, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And this was a great segue, I think, from the previous episode we recorded because we did talk a little bit about uh, saying yes, you know, more affirmative, more positive. And, you know, yeah. you think about like that movie, what was that movie, Liar, Liar or No, Say uh, Yes or No Man, Yes Man or whatever it was. We were talking about that. Yeah, uh, yes. Harry. Yes, ma'am. So yeah. it was sort of, you know, along those lines where you don't realize, and until I watched that movie, I was like, that's quite humorous, um, but you don't realize how many times you do say no to things, poo-poo, mm -hmm. you know, different ideas and, and give you the negative response. So I thought this was interesting because obviously doing, you know, readings and stuff, I do hear a lot of the uh, negative, you know, people putting themselves down and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, how many opportunities potentially are we missing out on by saying no, as opposed to yes. So I think that was, I guess, my idea between behind rather this theme. And um, so that's what we sort of unpacking today, Lauren. Yes, sounds great. And we do like to start off every show with the card reading when we remember to do it. So yeah. I have uh, two decks here, Michelle. I'd like you to choose the deck you want a message from. We've got the Shaman's Dream Oracle. Mm -hmm. It's by Alberto Villoldo and Colette Baron-Reed. And then we've also got the wisdom of the oracle. Mm, definitely the shaman one. I'm very shamanic. So shaman mm -hmm. oracle would be great. Let's go with the shaman one. So while you're doing that, do you want me to get into how my week's been? Shall we do that just so we're... Yes, I would love to hear about yes. that. That sounds mm -hmm. like a great idea. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, it's been, been a lot. Uh, been a big week. I've had a lot of really interesting connections with people. Um, I did have on, uh, I think it was overnight Tuesday into Wednesday maybe, I had my lamp switch on at 2.30 a.m., which is unnerving uh, to say the least because it was like I felt like it was daylight and I was like, I woke up squinting and I'm going, what is that? And I look over and my bedside lamp's been turned on in the middle of the night. So I was like, okay. So I like turned that off. And then during that night, like I used to sleepwalk as a kid and I haven't sleepwalked, I don't think, for a long time. But Oh, you know, that's terrifying. I woke up three times that night and I had thrown my covers off and my legs were over the side of the bed. So it was really, really cold. They've been really, really cold nights this week. And my legs were over the side of the bed. I had no covers on and it felt like I was getting up, but I've woken myself up as I was doing that. 
So I said to Jason, my husband, I was like, can you just keep an eye on me? Like if I'm getting up in the middle of the night and walking around, you know, outside, cause I'm worried about falling down the stairs. Cause we've got stairs, we sleep upstairs. So I just said to him, can you keep an eye on me? And yeah, I, I know that I'm sleepwalking. I know that because I actually had a visual similar to when I was a kid, I had a visual of me walking around upstairs and going into like the other end of the house where the other bathroom is and stuff like that. So, and I said to Jason, did you see me walking around? And he said, no, but I mean, he was probably asleep, but I know that I was, I wrote, I wrote to my mentorship girls. Um, cause I got a little group chat and I was like, I definitely know I was walking down there cause I could see it all. Like I was definitely there. So I am actually sleepwalking again and I haven't done that since I was a child. Um, but the other night I did it three times and I woke myself up before I actually got off the bed. So then my lamp came on and I was like, oh my lordy. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of paranormal stuff going on. And on the weekend, I actually did a paranormal investigation. So I took one of my mentorship clients with me and we did a paranormal investigation, which was quite you know, intense, I guess. So I was sort of wondering if I might've brought some energy back with me or something like that, um, because that sort of happened after that investigation where I was uh, starting to sleepwalk and stuff like that. But I'll investigate that a little bit more and I've got to sort of keep an eye on that because it could be, could be dangerous. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so what I do you do? See... Did you cleanse since then? Oh yeah. I'm cleansing or, all the time. Yeah, how do you yeah. avoid doing that? How do you avoid doing that? Oh, like, I mean, I, you know, there was a, there was a lot going on energetically and also with the person who owned the place, um, we turned up and she was intoxicated, like very intoxicated. So it wasn't just the spirits. It was also the spirits in other ways. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> very it was good. Both human and, and passed over, you know, energies. So it was, yeah, there was a lot going on. So I had, we had protected, but, um, I only sort of half fasted, you know, in the car on the way there. So, um, yeah, I probably just need to do more layers, more layers of protection so that I don't have anything like that coming in. Look, it didn't feel negative with the lamp going on or anything, but I do feel it's spirit trying to get my attention, you know, that I do need to look after myself and, you know, take care of myself with protection and that sort of thing. So it's sometimes just a reminder, but one of the things that's been coming up this week as well, um, is past lives. And I was just saying to Lauren off air, I'm thinking you might offer like a new service on my website because you know, past lives, I do tend to do them. Sometimes at the beginning of a reading, I get my past life deck out and I do that. But I've noticed during the actual readings that a lot of the time past lives are coming up throughout the readings now, where it's not just me drawing from the deck, but it's like literally I'm like doing the reading and past lives just keep coming up and coming up and coming up and coming up. And I had um, a client, I've seen her three times now. So she was at the expo that I did. I read for her there. She's been here to my house uh, twice as well. And the second time she came back, we did past lives and we were in, it was just incredible. We were in the Neolithic period yesterday and Neolithic, I didn't realize, but I was uh, having a look and I said to her, you know, this is very interesting. I don't know that they would have had access to grain and crops, but I've got this kind of what looks like a mortar and pestle, but it's like stone and I'm like banging what looks like kind of grain. And I feel like I'm making like, you know, like a flower or something like that with it. But I don't know that they had those, um, you know, that ability in the Neolithic period. So I, you know, didn't spend a lot of time in there, but it was so interesting. And I noticed everyone was very small, like smaller than we are and caveman-like looking in appearance, but small, uh, really small people. And so I did some research. I went around and did some Googling and the Neolithic was actually the final stage of the Stone Age. So the last period of the Stone Age. And they actually did grow crops. Then they used to be like nomads. They used to move around, you know, depending on what they used in the, you know, in the space. And then they kept moving. The Neolithic ones were the ones that developed crops. So they actually started growing, you know, grain and wheat and all this sort of stuff. So they didn't have to keep moving. 
And so they would have been growing those crops and then grinding them up and making maybe breads or that sort of thing. And I'm researching this going, oh my God. And I just sent it to my client. She's like, holy crap. So wouldn't it be wonderful? Because I didn't know any of that to spend more time there and go, what did you do? What were your implements? What were your tools? What did you use? Because I had them in the room. They were all around her. So she must have been there. You know, that's what wow, I find the class yeah. is. I've had a connection with these people and they were teaching yeah. me. And, you know, I would have loved to have spent, you know, half an hour there going, what is this? What is this? What is this? And then, you know, Googling it and going, oh my God, here it is. Um, you know, it was yeah. so interesting, but you know, because it's like, we're doing other things. I just sort of don't spend as much time there as I would like. Um, and then we did Atlantis and I'm seeing these, you know, Corinthian type columns, which is very Greek, you know, Corinthian columns. And I was going into this thing and it was like Atlantis and it was beautiful. And this lady's reclining and all of this. And I went through that and I was like, wow, I've never seen it look like this before. This is beautiful. And then I Google Atlantis images. And the first thing comes up is like the big Greek Corinthian columns in the, in the actual city. Beautiful. of Atlantis. Wow. And so, so it did awesome. have a lot of Greek uh, connections, which I didn't realize. And so a lot of that, what I was telling her and describing and visually, we found it. We found evidence of that. Obviously, you know, there's no actual images of Atlantis because um, it's extinct and, you know, whether it existed, you know, is another thing. But, um, you know, that, that for me is just so powerful. And it's like stuff that you can yeah. Google and look up and people are like, wow, this was actually a place and this was a thing. I was also in Mesopotamia, um, which is sort of around, you know, Turkey, Iraq, Iran, like that sort of area, because I showed this lady, it was like a womb space. It was like a Delta, like it was like rivers going into a point. So it, would, it looked like womb space. And I was like, I'm, I'm drawing this womb space type shape. And Mesopotamia came up and I was like, what's that? And then we looked up Mesopotamia and it's literally in the middle of the Delta which looks like a womb. And then um, there was also a life with this girl with Helen of Troy. You remember Helen, Helen of Troy, the story of Troy, the fall of Troy. Yeah, and she was yeah. Helen of Sparta, but the most beautiful woman in the world. So I was actually there with, um, you know, Prince, which I think is her, um, no, Paris, sorry. Paris was um, one of the partners and she was married to some other guy, Alexander the Great, I think it was. So it was like, you know, all of these kind of things coming together. It turns out Turkey is at one point of that womb space type shape. And then uh, the other point actually came up in another past life of hers. So she was actually Mesopotamia. And then the other two points were her past, uh, other past lives. And we didn't know that until we sort of unpacked it all and did the research. And we're like, oh my God, this is like forming a triangle. It actually formed a triangle, an upside down triangle. Um, and she sent me a picture of it. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. So like things for me with past lives are actually making a whole lot of sense. You know, it's like really making sense. And I think the people who are receiving that information are like, wow, you know, I can, I can, you know, get that memory, that information and kind of bring it into this life and change the direction I'm heading in. Uh, the psychologist ladies booked back in with me again because she was like, that was just amazing. We did an hour and a half of pretty much past lives. And then she's booked in again with so me cool. to do another one. So I just think maybe that's another service that I can add because, you know, we can learn so much from that. But I just wanted to briefly say that I did have some interesting characters. Let's say interesting characters, Lauren, no judgment here, love and light, all of that. Um, I had a guy contact me and say, um, what services do you offer? And I said, um, you know, this, that, this, that, this, that, what are you looking for? And he said, a wife. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and it was like, he wanted me to be his wife. And I'm like, righto uh see you um deleting that conversation and then last night i had a guy say that he um he wanted to experience tantra and would i participate and i'm like um and like i messaged my mentorship group what he said and i looked at his profile let me just tell you his profile picture. anyway no judgment love and light and i was like what do you think and they're going michelle it's not all about sex and rah 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 and it's not all about that you know tantra is beautiful and this and that and i showed them this profile picture and they're all like 
oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What did he look like? Well, I don't know which one he was. It was three guys in there, but let's just say they were, um, they look like they were uh, in the country and very rough and smoking and there was like a lot going on. And I was like, oh, they oh. don't look like they're into that sort of thing. Luckily, luckily he lives in a different state because I did mention, look, I'm in Queensland because he wanted a healing like last night at 9.30 at night when he was messaging me. And I'm going like a tantra kind of thing. And he's like, oh, can we just meet up now? And I'm going, what, what? It's like 9.30 at night. And I'm going, so weird. by the way, I'm in Queensland. And he was devoted because he's in a different state. I don't know where he is, but he was in a different state. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Uh, good How did he search. find you? Hey. That's super weird. How did he yeah. find you? My business page. He messaged me through my business page. Michelle, I price the light worker. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. And I ran upstairs and I'm like, Jason, what should I do? And Jason's going, Oh my God, what is it? I go, he like cracked it, cracked it. Yeah. But um, they got his initial today. I'm like, oh, what is going on here? This is very strange. Anyway, that's been my week. Uh, Lauren, what have you been up to? I told you I've been uh, well, for a long time nearly. with this. I told you. <laughs> that, nothing that nearly that exciting, that's for sure. Uh, my partner was away for a few days. So I had some time alone with the dog and yeah, I just, just really kind of taking some time out for myself uh, to meditate. And you sent me a really powerful lineage meditation. Oh, I did that a couple of times. How good is that? Insight timer. That was so good. Uh, maybe we could put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, It was really powerful. And um, again, you know, echoing the whole past lives thing. Mm. One of the things that came to me too, when you were talking is that book, I've talked to you about it numerous times, many lives, many masters, but basically a woman was having issues in this life. And when she went back and relived these past life experiences, then they were kind of resolved in this current life. So I guess my question to you is that, do you find that when people are reliving their past lives, you did sort of, you know, casually mention that, you know, maybe they, they changed the direction that they're heading in now. Is that kind of the purpose of it? I mean, what do you think the purpose of reliving? Is it just because it's interesting? No, it's, it's for healing. And that's the only real reason I do it. So that's a dendritic opal. That's a past life healer. It's very interesting. So it looks like it's got trees and things like that in it. Is that um, a crystal? Yeah, it's an opal. It's an opal dendritic. Hmm. So, um, okay. yeah, it's quite interesting, cool. the patterns and things. So that's actually a past life healing crystal. So when I'm doing the readings and I always ask for healing to happen, but it used to happen in a slightly different way to using that crystal. But yeah, the idea is to heal. So a lot of the time, you know, with, with the Neolithic period, with the Mesopotamias and all of that, that's, these are very high vibrate high vibrational readings that I'm doing. So those people that I'm reading for are often, you know, spiritual purpose, doing woo-woo stuff, you know, already. So it's more for their wisdom. It's more for their knowledge. Atlantis, you know, it's like there was nothing negative happening in there. So it's not so much a healing thing. It's about wisdom. Mm. But with the ones where there is healing, where it's, you know, there's trauma, you know, abuse or death or whatever it is, then it is more about that. It is more about doing the the releasing of that. And it actually yeah. feels like, Lauren, yeah. to be honest, when I'm doing a releasing from a past life, and bringing the energy back, it actually feels like when I move spirit on. So my symbol or my feeling in my body, when I move a soul on, and I'm talking about someone who's earthbound and I'm crossing them over into the light. When I do that, the second that that happens, it's like everything in my body stands up on end or my hair stands up on end. And it's that same feeling. So when I'm moving on um, or disconnecting from a past life for somebody else, you know, clearing that energy, um, it feels like the same thing. It, it, all my hair stands on end and I'm like, that's done. Everything's mm. come back to you now. And they do feel different and they right. work to me. They feed, give me feedback and say, yeah, like I, I feel completely different after you did that. 
and I can move forward. I feel like oh, I can move interesting. forward. Interesting. Yeah, because past lives. Yeah, because I guess some things are weighing us down. We're not always aware of it. Yeah, and because well, I, it's not in this life. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I have kids who are nonverbal, so kids with autism and stuff like that. And I had a kid um, yesterday. I was reading for he wasn't um, his speech wasn't developing properly. And I said to the mum, look, it's a past life. Let me jump in and have a look what happened and I'll, um, I'll come back to you. It ended up not being past life so much. It was actually ancestral. So it was in his bloodline. There'd been ancestors who had been uh, shut down, humiliated, you know, that sort of thing while they were doing mm-hmm. like some sort of public, you know, engagement or performance. And so he had picked up on that and um, just hadn't developed his speech. So I went back and I cleared that. And that was ancestral. And there were two different oh, ancestors wow. that, that linked to. So it's not always past life, but um, yeah, I'm doing clearing, ancestral clearing as well along that um, same bloodline. So yeah, it is uh, super interesting. Are they going to keep you posted on that journey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's she's now booked in. She was one of the afterlight people. So she was one of the people who'd heard me on the afterlight. So her husband, Cloud, was on to have a reading, then um, his wife, a partner, and then um, now she's got a sister um, that she's recommended to me. So yeah, she messages pretty much on a daily basis around what's going on wow yeah so it's yeah, uh, that's really exciting thing really yeah it is lots of validation for you as well hey yeah yeah that's the point you know if we can't do healing and release it you know we might as well not do it so that's mm. what i i like to do yeah all right well let's do the um the card so it's funny because yeah. while you were talking uh earlier as you know shuffling the card shuffling the cards and I pulled the card and the card is called the dream thief card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I pulled it around the time That's you were talking about your dreams and sitting on the, ca- on the, on the bed and stuff. That's when I pulled it. So that's and that was our so, talk topic. We're going to have coming up so soon too with the, um, our psychologist friend about dreams. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's called dream thief and it says refusal of the call. And it's number 13, which we know three plus one is a four. So this is a really beautiful card. One of the things that comes to mind with me yeah, on this card is that there is an image of a, um, it almost looks like a crystal ball Mm. and there's some colors sort of emanating from it. And then there's this sort of monkey owl hybrid, Mm. colorful rainbow colors. It's got different arms. It looks like it's got arms of like a wolf as well. Mm. So it's a really interesting kind of, and it's digging into the crystal ball and it's really sort of giving the impression of the dream thief concept, I suppose, whether or not, you know, it's trying to take something. So Mm. for our listener at home, if this card resonates with you. One of the things that I would like to remind you is that you are in control and you do not need to, you know, kind of release your dreams to other people or give your dreams to other people um, for them to kind of, I don't know, in a way like judge or you know, kind of tell you their thoughts on it. Sometimes we're privy to information within our own selves that we don't need to share with other people. And I think that when we share these dreams with other people, sometimes it can have an adverse effect where they may might feel jealous or they might not want to encourage you. And so it's really kind of being aware about who you share your dreams with. Now, when we have number 13, one plus three is a four and four is a lot about stability. And for me, I also equate that a lot to building and foundation. So I think that this card a lot as well is kind of coming to terms with who you want to be and where you want to go and, and what's going to take you there and ensuring that you have a really stable foundation and that, you know, nobody is kind of offsetting your roots, if that makes Mm. sense. So, you know, very often we 
we kind of we we want to attract new things or we want to go forward with a project but we actually haven't taken care of our backyard we haven't taken care of our body we haven't taken care of our home environment we haven't taken care of the things that we kind of need to tie up in our um in our lives and so it really kind of gives us a really uneven footing so i think that we need to be aware of ensuring that we have a good foundation so that we are able to move forward the other thing too is that is there something that we've been ignoring that it's now time to give light to so you know even michelle with you talking about all your past lives and coming to this recognition that maybe there's a another offer that you can offer people i mean maybe that's something that is actually perfect timing for that maybe you've mm. been oh no i don't want to say refusing the call it sounds a little bit dramatic honestly yeah. but you know maybe that's something that you haven't really noticed before being an opportunity for people and like you're talking about you know if there's a lot of healing that can come from you know revisiting these past lives that it would be a pretty obvious transition for you to uh to bring that you know to the forefront and to allow that dream to to be as it is so mm. that's my interpretation of that card all right wonderful. i love that oh there's some beautiful card this is an amazing deck by the way if anybody wants to um get a new deck the shaman dream oracle is absolutely amazing look at that card it michelle beautiful. just for the artwork the cactus with our little horns yeah it's a new one there's it says the horn cactus and it's like a almost like a bull face kind of thing with like built into a cactus. And I don't know, I just saw that card. I just thought I would show Very Michelle. cool, really very beautiful. intense. Yes, so, and the artists for these cards are Jenna Della Grotaglia and she is unreal. I follow her on Instagram. She's one of the best I've ever seen and I'll buy all her decks because she is just extraordinary. Okay, so let's get into the show. So basically, um, you know, kind of like Michelle talked about at the top of the hour, this is a show where we're going to be talking about saying yes, yes, yes. And one of the things that I think is really quite interesting, and I'm not trying to steal Michelle's notes that she's got coming up here, but we both wrote down the same thing, is that in Australia, people very often say no worries when they mean no problem. Mm. And, you know, Michelle kind of made me aware of that a little while ago and i started to realize how often i say that so that was kind of you know like michelle said a big motivation for what we're talking about in this show was really about kind of understanding how often we say things along the lines of no worries uh when what we really want to say is yes mm. so i guess you know, one of the things that Michelle, you really encouraged me to do was to really start to pay attention to my language and how often I say things like no worries when what I mean is, yeah, that's all good and stuff like that. And it's really changed the way that I actually respond to people. So I was just kind of wondering your thoughts on that as well, because I think we both wanted to sort of discuss a similar point. Yeah, it's all in the language. I think the language is really important. And from working in broadcast for so many years, um, I listen a lot to what people are saying. And I always notice in emails probably, and I'll use Jason Smith as an example. We spoke to Jason Smith. He's from my publishing house, Ocean Reef Publishing. And I just noticed whenever he would, because I'm always in a hurry, like I'm always in a rush. I'm rushing from this, rushing to that, looking at this email, looking at that email. And I would generally, I'm very direct. So I would generally get into an email just with bang, 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 and then send it off. Like, I don't really think about the niceties, apply it, you know, that, blah, blah. But it's like every time Jason responds to me, he always puts in, 
hey, Michelle, you know, how's your week been? What's going on? Just checking in. And then he gets into whatever it is he needs to discuss. And even in my responses, like if I respond to him with bang, you know, this is what's going on. And then he'll write back to me, oh, that's so great. So nice to hear things are going well, you know, da, 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 da. and he's always got like a nicety. And then he gets into whatever his reply is. So it's like, there's never any kind of direct, direct, direct thing with him. It's always a nicety at the beginning. And I was like, wow, wow, this is so interesting. Like it's such a different kind of way of being. And I think in the spiritual realm where I am now, I'm now thinking about my responses a lot more and really like I will type out my response and then I'll always go back and read it. And then I will definitely always add something. I'll always add something at the top. You know, I've been thinking about you being my mind, you know, whatever it is. So I'm really trying to get into that and it's not a natural thing for me. But also with what Lauren was no, talking that's about. That's like the disc profile. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, but that's what we learned in the disc profiles. Yeah. D people, you and me, were dominant people. Yep, dominant. We like to just get to what we're trying to get to, like Correct. the point. This is why I emailed. This is what I want to know. And so a lot of people don't want that. They, mm-hmm. they need those niceties. So I'm exactly like you. I, yeah. I sometimes review and I'm like, well, I haven't added in enough niceties. I better yep. go back and. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Reviewing it. So we are, Laura and I making the effort, you know, it may not be the natural thing, you know, we may just get in there and bang, bang, bang. And then we go back and we're now thinking about it. So it's making it conscious, uh, making it conscious. So I guess, you know, I look at in emails as well and I, I'm talking about emails, but you know, even messenger, writing messages on messenger and stuff like that. So, you know, I will, sometimes when I'm responding to people, I'll write things like, you know, no worries or no problem or not a bother. And they're all negative. And so, you know, it, it sounds okay, but, you know, if someone has a reply from me and it's no at the, at the front, I feel like subliminally they're getting a message that that's a negative, you know, that's a negative. So as opposed to no worries, um, I will actually rewire and it will come out. I will write no worries. And then I'll uh, have a think about that and think, okay, so how can I word that differently? And it might be, that's not a problem or, you know, that's my pleasure or I would love to do that for you. Or, you know, what is the positive? How can I turn that around? And so I'm constantly doing that. I'm constantly writing the negative and then I'll reword it and I'll, um, you know, rework it a little bit. So my pleasure is something that comes out of my mouth a lot now. So it's when someone says, thank you. Mm. And I might've said, no problem as a response. Now I just automatically do my pleasure. So my pleasure, you know, that's my pleasure, my pleasure. Yeah. It's very simple and it's like really positive. And that tends to be my response. So I'm, I'm getting out of the negatives. I'm, I'm not really doing the no's so much, but I do catch myself out a little bit still. But I, I feel like that's just nice for people to see and it's a positive and it's like, you know, that, that wasn't a bother. You know, in other words, my pleasure is that wasn't a bother. That's what I'm here for. And I do use that's what I'm here yeah. for a fair bit with clients as well. So that was, that was basically the point I wanted to make. Did you have anything you wanted mm-hmm. to sort of say about that or add to that? Well, I was going to say, you know, my pleasure just sounds lovely yeah it sounds like it's just not a problem at all and it's so good and i think that's so wonderful one thing too that i think that people notice or you know when you start to pay attention to yes 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 versus no's i think we start to notice you know how often we're not saying yes or we're kind of looking at things in more of a negative point of view you know Mm -hmm. for example if you wanting something to do someone to do something for you you know selling them on the advantage or showing them the positive side of the thing you know it's very often like with instructions people react differently when you say don't do this don't do this don't do this as opposed to 
So what you want to do is this, this, mm. and this, you know, I, I know I was reworking a graphic for um, the guy who came in and helped me with, um, with some dog training. And, you know, oh, that's he what had I was going to go in my mind. Same wavelength. Oh, that's Lauren, funny. Same wavelength. Yeah. Ah, that's so funny. Yep. So one of the things that he said to do was he goes, you know, don't, you know, oh, I can't even use the example. I know, I know. Basically <laughs> around the lines of like, don't, um, you know, Avoid. Don't let the children interrupt the dog when it's eating, let's say. And I would say something and then I reworded it and I said, um, encourage the children to let the dog eat on its own, for mm -hmm. example. So that's yeah. kind of like turning that concept around. Yes. So one of the things that I think that is really important is to kind of be aware of, you know, when we are doing this in our everyday lives. And one thing I wanted to know your opinion on Michelle is that very often people, sorry, that's George playing with a lion. Uh, oh, very often I thought, people, I thought Lauren, do you need to go to the bathroom? Like what's going on here? <laughs> no, right. it's like a weird squeaky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I don't squeak when I eat. I okay. <laughs> go to the bathroom. Okay. Thing, so good. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I noticed is that, you know, people often say stuff like the fight against this, the fight against cancer, the fight against that. And mm. I always thought that there was a discourse with me when it came down to that, you know, where I just thought a fighting for me is a negative and a negative automatically creates like an objection and some kind of a challenge there yeah. I find. So yep. yeah, I wanted to know your opinion on that. What do you think about the fight statements? You know, yeah, do you, yeah. yeah do I, you I, I guess there's a good example. I guess I, I have a lot of people come to me because I'm a healer and I've had a lot of um, unpleasant sort of feedback from GPs and doctors and that sort of thing. And I um, had a young lady here who is having a bit of a fertility journey and it was very interesting because she's never done anything in the spiritual realm. And so she's had a couple of readings with me. I've read for her twice, but she's never like investigated, I guess, you know, she's always just done GPs and medical kind of people, you know, in terms of what she's doing with fertility and stuff like that. And it was interesting because she was on the pill and she ha was having pains. It felt like ovulation pains and she's not meant to be ovulating. So she went to the GP and this woman was like, you're ovulating. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm not because I'm on the pill. And she's like, yeah, you are. And she's like, I'm a doctor and, you know, I know this thing and whatever. That There was a lot of like negative statements in it, like in her, what she was saying to her, the doctor. And um, the poor girl, I mean, it was, it was quite traumatizing. And I love that saying, you know, pay attention to the prognosis, not the diagnosis. Because I think when someone says to you, um, look, you are terminal, you have no chance of survival, you are going to die within, you know, weeks, months, you know, whatever it is, put your will together, see you later, bye-bye. And I always remember that always makes me think of, you know, because this poor girl's like trying to, you wow. know, have a baby, obviously. So the last thing you want to hear is a negative statement. But there was this um, gentleman, I think I may have mentioned in a previous episode um, on the Australian story. And he had been given this horrendous diagnosis and it was like a brain tumor situation. And they said, look, you know, uh, you have no chance, you know, of surviving. You're going to have to, you know, prepare to die within weeks and that sort of thing. And he said, stop. I don't want to hear any of that. It's not helpful for me. It was all the negative, the negative, the negative. you got no hope. You're not going to live through this. And he said, I don't want to hear it. So he left and he said, thanks very much for the uh, diagnosis. 
and he was the one that said, pay attention to the diagnosis, not the prognosis. And I've always remembered that. So he then went overseas to his estranged dad, who was doing research into the exact kind of cancer that he had, luckily, and he hadn't spoken to his dad in years and years. He was a scientist in the Netherlands. So he flew to the Netherlands. His dad said, I'm happy to experiment on you with this new drug that we're trialing. His dad cured him and he is now married with children and is living a long and happy life. So whether he went back to those original, you know, specialists, I don't know. But they basically gave him nothing. They gave him no kind of, you know, you can do this, you know, because, I mean, people break records. I mean, people go to the Olympics and, you know, people say, oh, look, there's no way that anyone can run faster than Usain Bolt. Then someone comes along and does it. It's like there's always someone who is going to prove that they can. But when we put Mm. people down and say, you can't do this, you can't do this, and it's all the negative, that's where you crush, you know, you really crush people. And the age of three um, with children growing up, from the age of three, that's when they're really processing things. And so if they have an adult teacher, parent, whatever, saying you're useless, you're hopeless, you're this, you're that, they're never going to, they're always going to have that going back in the, in the back of their mind. They may overcome that, but they've always got those messages in the back of their mind. And, you know, you can imagine how powerful it is if you say to that three-year-old, you're amazing. You can do anything. You can be anything. You could be the yeah. president, you can be whatever. And from that age, that's yeah. when they're really processing that. And they hear that and they're like, wow, you know, and that puts them on that trajectory mm. towards that. So, you know, these negatives and positives, this is life-changing. You know, this is life-changing stuff. So we have the power yeah. to, you know, make people into amazing humans Or we turn them into something that, you know, where they're going to struggle and, you know, be always um, one step behind. So that for me is all about the positive um, and saying yes. But also, you know, when it comes to health and what you were saying about negative statements, um, you know, we do have to sometimes say, okay, well, that's that's great. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm going to go and do some research and um, see what's my truth and see what's true for me. I know Wayne Dyer, when he, before he passed away, I was listening to a lot of his stuff. Well, I still listen to a lot of his stuff and just mean that he's now transitioned, but Mm. you know, he did talk about when he got his, no, that's not true. He interviewed someone on his show and that person had said that they had survived, you know, a really intense, you know, prognosis. Yeah. And uh, that that was one of the things that they had said to their doctor. They said that anytime that I come into this room, all I want to hear from you are the positive things wow. that we're doing. And I only want to do that. And uh, yeah. And he basically healed himself as well. So it just goes to show, and you know, it's actually perfect with our card that we chose this morning, which is the mm. dream thief card, because you know, when we allow other people's voice to permeate inside our minds and shift and change things, I mean, I don't know about you, but I have got enough negative talk in my head. I don't need somebody else to get in there as well. Mm. You know, that's something that I work on is like positive mindset and these sort of things, you know, we're kind of inundated with negative information, but, you know, we really do need to kind of pay attention to the, uh, the things that we're saying and the company that we are keeping. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I I hadn't really heard that. Pay attention to the diagnosis, not the prognosis. That's really good. I think yeah, that's really wise powerful. advice. And um, it's it could be difficult to do, but I mean, don't forget, a lot of people uh, have different filters and they've got different experiences. Some people like drama and they want to tell their sad yeah. story for a long time and they're going to want to listen to the prognosis and other people are just going to go, you know what, I this isn't my truth and mm. I'm not going to stand for that. Yeah. Yes, so, it's a choice, isn't it? We yeah. make a choice. Yeah. yeah, we do. And I guess I just wanted to add, uh, you know, probably one more point um, is that if I, you know, 
I was sort of alluding to it before and um, when we were speaking earlier about, you know, making our choices, um, you know, you think about like, yes, man, you think about the number of times we say no to things and turn things down. And there was many years, and this is probably even asking for help. You know what I mean? Like people would offer help to me, you know, do you want an umbrella? Do you want me to walk you across the road? You know, people would offer me help, you know, would you like to come over for lunch? And my answer used to be a lot of no's, you know, um, I grew up in a family where I was just me, mum, and dad. And I do have a brother, but he didn't grow up with us. He was adopted out, but you know, my family didn't, wasn't big on sharing. We didn't have people over for dinner, you know, none of that sort of stuff really happened Mm. when I was growing up. So I wasn't, I guess, used to sharing so much. And, you know, as I've grown up, it's like people have offered, you know, and I noticed it, I guess, with my parents, you know, people would offer help to my parents, assistance to my parents, you know, this and that. And it was always no, everything was no. And so I grew up much the same, like people had offered, you know, to do things for me and I'd be like, nah, 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 it's fine. I can do it on my own. And so I found that I was doing a lot on my own. And then I was like, God, you know, why isn't, it, why isn't anyone helping me out here? Like I'm doing all this stuff. And I started to think, oh, okay. So maybe if I start saying yes to people when they're offering things to me, that might make a difference. So when I was out, you know, for coffee or whatever, I met my best friend Libby quite a few years ago when I was studying in TAFE. And she's very generous and she would go out together and she would be like, oh, let me, you know, pay for coffee, you know? And um, I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to pay for myself. And she's like, Michelle. And she really taught me about saying yes. She's very positive. She was like, let me pay for coffee this time. And then when we meet up again, you can, you can shout me. How about that? And I was like, ooh, this is an interesting concept. It was just that I didn't want to be like a burden, I think. I didn't want to be a burden on someone to be like having them pay for my coffee. But then when she was like, well, you can return the favor next time, I was like, oh, okay, well, I I think I can handle that. So I let her pay for me. And our relationship has been like that for, you know, let's say 28 years, probably since I've met her, nearly 30. So, you know, it's always been that way. But that was a new concept for me. I'd never really thought about it that way. I just would always refuse, always, you know, always had to do it myself. So, you know, that was an eye opener for me. And I've, I've tried to incorporate more of that into my life to the point where, you know, when people say, you know, would you like to come over for lunch? I'm like, sure, I'd love to. It just wasn't something that had ever happened that I'd grown up with. Um, you know, having people want me to come over and feed me was just this new thing. So, mm, you know, even hugging, you know, my family's not big into like affection or any of that sort of stuff. So, you know, I'd, I'd feel a bit awkward around that sort of thing, but I'm even saying, you know, yes to that. And it's like, all right, if you want to hug heart to heart, that whole heart to heart concept, I'm, I'm getting yeah. used to that. You know, I'm saying yes to that. Yeah, sure. I'll give you a hug, you know, but it is a choice, um, especially these days with, you know, mask wearing and all that sort of stuff. But I guess I'm just, you know, thinking about that and how my life's changed and how I've developed. And, you know, I'm so the opposite, you know, of my family. I mean, I have people over all the time. I love to be social. It's just a complete opposite. I want to share everything. When I have people over for mentorship, I'm like, have this, have that. I'm doing Reiki. I'm like bringing out all these things that I've made and I'm sharing. And it's just completely the different, different, you know, to what I was brought up as, but, you know, I really love that. I love to share. I love to give, and it's all from the heart. It's all from, you know, this, and people are saying yes to me. You know, I think that's the biggest takeaway from that for me is that the more I'm open and the more I share and the more generous I am and the hugs and the, you know, affection and all that stuff is like, people are saying, yeah, I want to be part of this. You know, why else are people, you know, doing my Reiki course, you know, one and two back to back, why people fly out from New South Wales to do my course? Um, You know, there must be something that I'm doing that they can feel that is positive as opposed to me saying, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Is opening more doors for me and my business. So I find that it's um, yeah, super important. And uh, pretty powerful, Lauren, pretty powerful. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, no, I was just going to say that, yeah, when you say yes, you're saying yes to life. That's, mm. that's the whole point. Yeah. You know, you're saying yes to the flow. You're saying yes to life. You're, you're saying yes to what it is. And, you know, I'm somebody who likes to control a lot of things. I always was a bossy child. Um, I'm an Aries. So we're number one, you know, like we're, we like that leadership kind of style. Uh, but, you know, it, it does take time. I think sometimes to recognize that, you know, maybe when we're controlling everything, we're not allowing things to just naturally flow and naturally happen. And when we allow that, we're saying yes to life. It's kind of like going down a river, flowing with the river, as opposed to swimming upstream, going against the current, you know, it's this very similar kind of idea. So, you know, I think that, I know there's that movie that's out right now. I haven't watched it. It's called Yes Day or something like that. It seems to me like it's a family and kids movie, but it's got Jennifer Garner in it, who I absolutely adore. So I probably will give it a shot. But I would imagine the concept is very much like Yes Man, where she has an entire day where she says yes. And so I just hope that, you know, we can encourage our listener at home to just have a look at the times that we're not saying yes to life. We're not saying yes to opportunity. We're not saying yes to going with the flow and trying new things. And, um, you know, maybe see whether or not you can shift that, see whether or not you could say nothing, you know, even if you don't want to say yes, just say yes, say nothing as opposed to saying no. Um, I think that, you know, when we, like I said before, when we were throw words like fight, or when we throw negatives in there, uh, we're creating an objection and we're creating a bit of a separation and a boundary um, from, from what is happening or from, from things naturally unfolding. And, and I think that we miss out in that way. So yeah, I just wanted to, that's kind of my final point on that, I suppose. The Spirits Up segment, which we do at the end of the show now, um, is brought to you by my business this week, Michelle Our Price, The Light Worker. And uh, we are, you know, all over mentorship. We do, um, why am I speaking in plurals? I speak in plurals a lot because I do a lot of channeling. So everything is like we, we, we now. It's very confusing. Um, I do mentorship. So I help people discover and develop their gifts. I'm a medium. So I connect past over loved ones if you need to do that. I teach Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. So I run classes from my home. I'm in Queensland on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. Uh, I am also um, all over Instagram and, and other social media sites, Twitter and that sort of thing, but I have a big presence on Instagram as well. So if you want to be part of any of that, um, I am also a healer, chronic energy healer as well. So uh, I do reading healing combos and things like that. Um, Michelle Lacrosse, the light worker on Facebook. And the point I wanted to make in, I guess, the Spirits Up segment today, Lauren, was um, listening to messengers. And I say messengers with an N in there because there's so many people wandering around saying important things and we're not present. We don't hear that. And, you know, I've had many people over the years, you know, when I was in Hungry Jack's drive-thru, uh, welcome to Hungry Jack's drive-thru, can I take your order, please? And they'd get to the window and be like, oh, you know, that girl, whoever was speaking has a great voice for radio, she should be on the radio, la, la, la. And then I ended up in radio for 21 years. So it's like I listen to people all the time. When people said to me three months, well, not even three months, within a few weeks of me starting to do this full time, people were saying, you need to teach, you need to teach, you need to teach. And I had enough people say to me that I was like, right, well, I'm doing mentorship. And three months into me doing full-time, let me tell you, that's uh, that's imposter syndrome. When I was doing that, I'm like, oh my God, I've been doing this for three months. And then I had that lady going, how many years experience have you got? And I'm like, six months. And she's like, oh my God, see you. It's like, you know, that's, that's t- putting yourself out on a limb. And I'm like, three months in mentorship, here yeah. we come. Um, and, you know, Reiki, I did my master's at the beginning of this year. And I've been teaching like nonstop, uh, doing Reiki in my home. So, and I just love it. Like I could do the teaching, the mentorship for the rest of my life, be very, very happy. And, uh, and, you know, I do occasional readings and, and healings in between all of that. So, uh, and also the books and everything else that I'm doing. So 
you know, I listened to messengers because people were saying to me as well, you should write a book. You know, your experiences are really amazing. You know, so even all of that, the Reiki, everything. So everything came from people saying something to me about you should do this. You'd be really good at this. So, you know, listen, uh, listener at home, listen to what people are saying to you because it's a big clue. People are always messengers. They don't realize they are, but they are. So if you're trying to get into something different, put it out to the universe. Hey, you know, spirit guides, ascended masters, I want to do, you know, whatever it is, this amazing thing. And I always finish that with thank you in advance and let it go. So you have to allow, you know, this thing to come back to you. It's like the parking angel. I was driving through you know, the main street in Caloundra where I live uh, the other day and I was like, oh my God, there's no parks. I was meeting the girls for coffee. And I said, parking angel, help me out. Uh, right in front of me, car pulls out. I drive in, bang, Bob's your uncle. So it's like, you need to ask for what you want. So that's what I do. I put it out there. Thank you in advance and let it go. And then I allow the messengers mm-hmm. to show up for me and tell me what it is I'll be doing and how I'll be doing it. So that's, you know, how I operate. Uh, listen, listen to what other people are saying. Mm-hmm. Try to be more positive, change your speech, because if you're making your emails, your correspondence, your physical conversations more positive, more in the affirmative, then you're going to have more of the positive coming back in as Lauren alluded to earlier. It's law of attraction. It's, you know, like attracts likes. So, you know, giving gratitude is what we, what we give gratitude for. So, you know, allow that positive energy to come back and bless you. Uh, but it is about saying, yes, it all starts with yes, Lauren. Yes, it does. It all starts with yes. So I just want to echo everything that you've just said there. I don't really feel the need to add to it because I think it's great. And I think that, you know, when you start your day with intention, where you're like, you know what, today I'm going to say yes. Uh, You know, if you're not in the habit of saying yes, you know, like many of our, of us sometimes aren't because sometimes things are uncomfortable. There's like fear there, right? So you could put a little bit of a, um, like a sticky note or a notification in your phone or anything like that, that just says yes, or even change your phone screen to Jim Carrey with the yes, man, you know, movie trailer on it just for, you know, just for the day and just kind of see what life is like for you when you're taking the time to say yes to things you might normally say no to, or when you're taking the time to watch your own speech, whether or not that changes your relationship with other people. Because I can tell you right now, if somebody's saying my pleasure uh, versus no worries, it it really does have a different feeling to them. Yes. Yeah. I do have to say though, Lauren, I didn't say my pleasure with that uh, tantric gentleman. I didn't use that word because I feel like (laughs) let me down a very dangerous path. It was none of that. It was very blunt, 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 blunt. I'm going to bed. Good night. Have a nice day. Um, So we do have to choose our words carefully when dealing with certain uh, people. Let's just say that. Yes. Coming up on the next (laughs) episode, uh, we're going to be mixing business and spirit. Now, this is really cool. And I did sort of allude to this before because we've been discussing the concept and what we're going to do. We're going to be speaking with an amazing woman who is a psychologist. So she's in the mainstream, but she's also interested in the spiritual and has been for many years. And she's developing and heading more in the spiritual into the spiritual realm. So she's doing a bit of a pivot and it fits in perfectly with our podcast because we're the Spirits Up Business podcast. So it's like mixing the two and I'm meeting more people who are doing that sort of thing. So I think it's kind of cool to have a chat about that. Love it. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. And I think that, you know, what I like about it is that we're kind of becoming more and more aware, I think, as time goes on, that maybe the way that we used to do things isn't Mm. always the way we're going to do them moving forward. And I do know that I heard ages ago that, you know, people do change careers nowadays, like careers up to eight times. And so it's no surprise to me that people are starting to look at the world in a different way. And and I love that because that's Mm. the way that, you know, people like you, like workers like us, that's the way that we see it going. And then we're kind of getting that validation, aren't we? 
Awesome. So good. Love that. Love that. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been the Spirits Up Business Podcast. Show. <laughs> <laughs> she nearly said the old one. Nearly and, said the old uh, one. Yeah. And we want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, please do leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and please do share it with your friends. And uh, we're not negative here. We're talking all about yes. We're not going to entertain anything other than the fact that we know that you loved the show today. Oh, fantastic. Because I was busily in my little mind, the little mouse was going round and round and round <laughs> trying to think of something to <laughs> something positive. I'm like, oh, good. I'm off the hook. I'm off yeah. the hook. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> Great episode. And I can't wait for the next okay. one. The next one's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, me too. Thanks, girl. Have a great Thank week. You. you too. Bye. <laughs>